To understand the current problems we are facing today, we have to look to the past, a past where people could more openly speak the truth, where we didn't cater to mentally ill adults who act like children, and where men and women more closely adhered to their traditional gender roles. Today, we're going to be talking about the inversion of reality, but when a society is founded upon lies, it's going to crumble. And that's what's currently going on in the modern day. We are a society that is founded upon lies. We are a society that is governed by lies. And this is not sustainable. And it cannot stand. And America is basically on an accelerated path to destruction because of all of the lies that have been allowed to prosper. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in as we delve into what we can do to make America a better country for every single one of us. Now, I was thinking long and hard about all of these things and how we do create a better country because oftentimes political commentators will talk about headlines, they'll talk about the doom and gloom happening in society, but we really need to get down to the root of the problem. What can we do as individuals to make society a better place for everybody? Because to be quite honest right now, the fact that so many lies and so much truth is being snuffed out should be terrifying for all of us. It's horrendous what we're living through in society today. It's horrendous what is being allowed to prosper under the Biden administration in our media to our children. Today, we're going to be discussing the border and how all of a sudden Democrats care about closing it. Now that the border invasion is affecting their cities, we're going to be talking about the truth regarding transgenderism and puberty blockers and how they are causing children to have vision loss and brain swelling. We're going to be discussing how Joe Biden in less than two weeks is testing positive again for COVID. Reminder that he is quadruple vaccinated. And why is it that we're living in a society where all of this is normal? Why is it that one of the headlines that I had to read today is that Beyonce is changing the ableist slur that she said in her song? And what was that ableist slur? It was the word spaz. Why are we living into a society or in a society where we are catering to children and we truly have put feelings over facts? You know, that was a very common saying facts don't care about your feelings but more and more it rings true every single day and unfortunately we've even gotten away from that statement and it's now feelings govern all and our society is governed by lies and if the truth hurts your feelings and the lies are all you can handle then the lies is what will push out on society as a whole and force everybody to bend the knee to this fake propaganda. Now, before we get into all of these juicy tidbits of truth that everybody should be aware of listening to and spreading around, I do invite you to, again, please go leave a five-star review on the podcast if you do like it on Apple Podcasts. You can also find this show on Google Play, Spotify. If you like audio versions of the show, please go leave a five-star review. I read every single one. You can also find this show on Rumble. This is another platform that I am using to push this show out because it is consistently being silenced and censored here on YouTube. But unlike other political commentators, we are still going to continue to tell you the truth. And when I say we, I mean me and my camera, I guess. It's just me here, really trying to give you the truth of what's going on in society in any way I can. 
Now, oftentimes with this show, I don't adhere to any of the YouTube guidelines because YouTube changes their guidelines so frequently and their basic guideline is don't tell the truth. But guess what? I'm not going to capitulate and live in this society of lies and I will always tell you guys the truth. Unfortunately for me, that means oftentimes my show gets banned. So please do go follow it on Rumble. The links are down below and go follow me on Truth Social as well at Sav Says. Link to that is down below too. And of course, I have to start every show with asking you guys to go follow me on these alternative platforms, because in the modern day, independent journalists who have the audacity to tell you the truth about what's going on, who have the audacity to call out the propaganda that is being pushed out by our own president, we are the ones that are censored and silenced. I'm consistently bringing up George Orwell's 1984 as an example of what we're living through, but that's exactly it. We are living in an inversion of reality where the mentally ill have been allowed to take hold of what is fact and rewrite our entire narrative. Now, again, thinking back on what we can do as individuals to push back against this and cut through the lies. I realize that what we are sorely lacking is strong leadership and is traditional gender roles. I have a lot of friends myself who are females in the space and who don't love this subset of right-wing men who say that women would be happier in the kitchen, they belong in the kitchen, and they would be happier you know, raising children. Now, I actually do agree with that. I think that women would be happier in the home being wives. However, at the same time, because we lack strong male leaders in society, we don't even have a culture that fosters an environment for women to even be able to do that. So each of us, because feminism has ruined the world for women because honestly, feminism too has feminized so many of our men and that's why they are weak and bad leaders and they're afraid to speak out for their own children. Again, look at what happened with transgender swim swimmer Leah Thomas, the fact that more fathers weren't vocal about their daughters having to compete against a man. That in itself was a huge L for society, if you will. That's one issue amongst many. We need strong leaders in society to call out and hold accountable our corrupt politicians and our corrupt media that continue to lie to us every single day. And that strong leader has to be you. Don't look to your favorite YouTuber or politician or influencer, your favorite political commentator or radio host to be the strong leader. You need to be the strong leader because unfortunately for us, we live in a society where the mass amount of people are sheep. where people's feelings get so easily hurt by common sense takes. And those common sense takes are now being labeled as violence. If you cause somebody anxiety, okay, this is some, something we're going to be going over here in a moment. And the UK, apparently now, if you cause somebody anxiety, anxiety via a social media post, you can be potentially put in jail. That's where we're headed towards here in America because we have refused to be strong leaders, we've refused to stand up to mental illness, and we've refused to stand up for the truth. Now, this is an old clip of Gavin McGinnis, but I love watching it every single time because it still rings true to this day. But 
in the modern day, you can't even have a common sense take such as women would be happier in the home without being called a shameful bigot. Just last week, Kennedy on Fox News called one of her guests a bigot and homophobic because he had the audacity to point out that it was the majority of the gay community that were involved in orgies that were getting monkeypox. That's Fox News for you. That's conservatism in 2022. The right wing very sorely lacks strong leadership. Now, I want to play this clip of Gavin McGinnis. I don't know what year this is from, but, you know, he was still on Fox News at this point. So before he got canceled, before he got deleted off of social media. And I want you to listen to his very common sense take that if more women adhered to, myself included, would be much happier in society. And I've been thinking about this as well because I even have friends that say, you know, there's a lot of right-wing men that bash on women. And I don't like that because we don't live in a society today where women can be mothers and housewives and raise children because weak men have created this poor society for us. To which I agree because I do think that the epitome of a true alpha and a true strong leader and a strong man is somebody who uplifts women because he understands that those women will be the next leaders to the next generation as they raise them up. And so in society, we need strong men out in the world fighting back against the lies and disinformation and propaganda that's being spewed at us. And we need strong women leaders in the home, raising up the next generation and providing them with the foundations and ideals that they need to make America a better place. I've thought about this long and hard and I'm like, you know what, this this doesn't need to be a man versus woman issue. We need to understand as a society that men and women both have incredible value to the country and we need to uplift and build each other. Now, I keep teasing this Gavin clip, so let me actually play it. But listen to what Gavin is saying and listen to how hysterical his female counterpart is on Fox News because of his common sense take. And this was the beginnings of, again, the the common sense in society beginning to erode to the point where now our society is crumbling because we are on a foundation of lies. So let's go ahead and listen to this. And then we're going to get into the news. And I'm going to show you what has been allowed to prosper in society because strong men and women have remained silent. And now everybody's suffering. So let's listen to Gavin first and we'll get into the news. And I think this is sort of God's way. This is nature's way of saying women should be at home with the kids. Are They're you, happier there. I, I hope that your viewers do not take you, sir, seriously. There's a great book you should read. It's called Why Men Earn More. And it's all about women choosing to put family over work. And that's why they earn less. Having a choice does not mean that you're less ambitious. And your comments are absolutely deplorable. Sean, I would like less you. Less ambitious in the world. I would you like, like you to adjust it. You're, you're a father. You have a daughter. If you were a real feminist, you would support housewives and see them as the heroes. You and women who work wasting their time. You said that women are less ambitious. Women are you less have ambitious. Said, you have also said that women are better suited in the home. Yes, You've that's also a fact. said that, uh, let's see, that women are emotional 
and women shouldn't run for public office. All of these things that just I never said women shouldn't run for yes, public you office. Have. You've said if we're that talking before. about 50% of the population, generally out of this 250 million people or, or 150 million people, most women are happier at home. They are pretending that they like working and they're not making money because they don't stay all night at the office. They don't go the extra mile. Why they don't work all here? weekend. I'm You're making a mistake. Here. You would be much happier at home with a husband and children. Oh, boy. Oh, I mean, boy. I'm, I'm literally oh. You just said you're single. Oh. You don't have a boyfriend. You're what? That's you're celibate? Yeah, look, you're miserable. You would be so much happier with oh. kids around you tonight. <laughs> Imagine coming home. Mommy's home. You're you, you, you know you what, wanna... Gavin? You're you're not funny. You're not what you you do not do anything. You do not do anything for the better. Sean, this yes, isn't funny. Feminism has made this... women miserable. Women were much happier when there were when housewives were glorified. Yeah, I, guess what? I had right, a choice it. to be married, and Get I chose tamper. not to. Right, I have a choice up. to have you kids. Tamper, we'll give you the last word. Go ahead. I think that your guest here is doing a disservice to all of the viewers to and to do, doing a disservice to America by saying that women, that I need to be married, that I would be happier would be at happier home, married. that you're, what, miserably married? Just because no, you're having a I'm ring trying on, to share my joy. I, you should see my little not two-year-old. Not everybody He's has the same life, the life pattern as you, I okay? Know, it's the and not everybody wants to marry somebody in a... It's the fall of the West. Now, I love this clip of Gavin because everything that he says is 100% true. My favorite part is when this woman is screaming at Gavin McGinnis that, oh, you said women are so emotional as she's having a tantrum because Gavin is, again, giving the most basic and common sense takes. She even tries to demonize him and say, oh, you think that woman shouldn't run for office? He says, I never said that. And then you know, she tries to attack his marriage and say, oh, you're miser miserably married. And he goes, no, I'm joyfully and happily married. And I want to share that joy with you. Now, the reason I wanted to open up the show with this clip today is because this was the beginning of, again, putting feelings over facts in society, right? To where even on Fox News, Sean Hannity, who verifiably horrible, we've seen that in the modern day, but Hannity aside, you know, he's laughing at this and, and this woman is having an absolute tantrum over something if she really sat back and thought about it is most likely true. And maybe that doesn't even pertain to all women. Maybe all women don't want to be mothers. Maybe some women like myself are a little bit more career oriented, oriented, but if you look at where society is today, we have allowed the most emotional among us to be the vocal minority. We've allowed them to dictate our reality. We've allowed them to manipulate our language and direct the population and the propaganda in the way that it should go. And look at where we're at. Society is crumbling all around us, and we're lied to by the Biden administration every single day, and the masses think that's okay. They don't push back against it because that's not the norm to do, because we lack strong leaders in society who are willing to stand up and push back against this. I truly do believe if we went back to, to uh, traditional norms and we had strong men leading families again and we had strong women raising up the next generation, we would culture a new society and a new generation of Americans who would be lacking in mental illness, who would understand history, understand the backgrounds and ideals of this country, what it was founded upon, and just have common sense and basic understanding of 
factual science and logic in society today. Now, we can look to COVID as one of the greatest examples of what happens when you allow a hysterical and very loud vocal minority take control of the narrative. Just as Thomas Massey highlights, in the name of a virus, government gave you $3,200 of checks, $30,000 of debt, erect economy, isolation from family, closed businesses, shortages, high prices, a vaccine that doesn't immunize you, medical tyranny, dwindling savings due to inflation, and claimed this saved you. And to this day, we still have the media and Joe Biden himself saying that the vaccine is effective and that it can, you know, prevent hospitalization. Remember that there was uh, headlines coming out from the media that said, yes, this man that was, you know, double vaccinated died from COVID, but it could have been much worse. So this is what is allowed to prosper when you have a society of emotionally unstable people running things. And I continue to bring up COVID lately because I do not want us to forget what the government did to us. And I don't want us to forget what this hysterical population allowed to take place with the lockdowns, with funerals being canceled, with people getting kicked out of their jobs for not getting a pointless vaccination that doesn't work. It was the hysterical and emotionally immature masses that allowed that government tyranny to to come in and prosper. Per Samantha Marika, you were denied organ transplants. You were fired from your job. You were banned from family events. You were kicked out of college. You were denied access to loved ones in the hospital. You were censored and deleted over a vaccine Dr. Burks now admits was ineffective. Yes, Dr. Burks went on Fox News, uh, I believe it was a week or two ago, and admitted, yes, uh, we knew that the vaccine wasn't going to work, but we went ahead and pushed it anyway. And is she going to face any repercussion? No. Is Dr. Fauci going to face any repercussion? No. Why is that? Because again, Again, the hysterical masses are still being driven via fear, except for instead of COVID right now, we're all being distracted with climate change or with monkeypox or the next big thing. That's what the media does. That's what we've seen time and time again. I'm only 25 years old, but I'm smart enough to have watched this pattern and to see how easy it is to dictate an entire society because we are so emotion-based and emotion-driven. And when I say emotion, I mean fear-driven. And why is that? Because we have a lack of strong men in our lives to, again, bring us back to reality. And if you want to take men out of the picture, just say strong men and women grounding each other. We're a society that is, again, based on lies. And COVID was the perfect example of where we're at today. So much propaganda and lies went into the COVID-19 pandemic. And now we're dealing with the consequence of that. But again, it's on to the next thing. So nobody was ever held accountable. Another glaring example of how ridiculous and fake all of the COVID hysteria was uh, President Biden tweeted this out on Saturday. Folks, today I tested positive for COVID again. This happens with a small minority of folks. I've got no symptoms, but I'm going to isolate for the safety of everyone around me. I'm still at work and will be back on the road again soon. So uh, just a reminder that quadruple vaccinated Joe Biden has gotten COVID for the second time in two weeks. Two weeks. Now, so many people keep on tweeting out the same basic 
take of if Joe Biden got COVID and he survived, that means we all need to stop living in fear. And I'm going to counter that with let's stop pretending that anybody is living in fear of COVID. Let's stop pretending that the masses are still afraid of this virus. Nobody is. And the media can continue to write their fear mongering articles until they're blue in the face. But nobody is actually afraid of COVID. Nobody wants to go back into lockdown. People don't want to wear face masks again. I know because I've gone to primarily blue cities and I've asked people this and they're like, yeah, no, I I don't want to do that. They're not scared anymore. And Joe Biden, even wasting time telling us that he got COVID again is just BS. And I've told you guys, my conspiracy is that the Biden administration is giving him positive COVID tests just to get him out of the cameras because he's such a train wreck and he's dealing with dementia right now. Per the Daily Mail, COVID reinfection rate with treatment Biden is taking is more than 40% and not 2% as marketed. Paxlovid is thought to suppress immune response, meaning body can't fight off new infection. New studies show that COVID-19 miracle drug Paxlovid is not preventing against reinfection at rates initially reported. One doctor suggested that the rebound rate of after a course of Paxlovid is likely 20 to 40% or higher. This comes as President Joe Biden confirmed that he has been reinfected with COVID-19. This week, Pfizer, the pharma giant that manufactures the drug, posted huge sales growth in the second quarter with Paxlovid sales raking in $8.1 billion. So a big surprise there. Big Pharma selling you once again another pointless medication that Joe Biden himself is using. He got reinfected with COVID in the course of two weeks. And you know what? To be quite honest with you, I doubt he even has COVID. He probably has a cold. And then he got another uh, PCR test or whatever he's taking. And it's like, oh, yeah, you have COVID again. I'm so tired of the COVID hysteria when there is a real danger to every single person in the world, and that is the vaccine side effects. Now, this is one of the saddest headlines that I've read recently. This is from Mirror. University student dies of joy after hearing he passed his exams with flying colors. This student was 22 years old and he suffered a heart attack and died in a hospital after discovering he had passed his final university exams, according to his parents. A university student died of joy after discovering he had aced his final exams. He'd been waiting to hear the final mark after sitting his finals at the Faculty of Science of South Valley University in Egypt. When he finally ripped open the envelope, he was so thrilled that he then felt a sudden pain in his chest, was rushed to the hospital. Doctors found out that he had suffered a heart attack and he died later the same day. So I've never read a headline like this before in my life where a healthy 22-year-old died from joy, randomly had a heart attack, and died from being so excited about passing his exams. I've never read a headline like this in my life, nor have I seen the amount of healthy athletes keel over, drop over, and have heart attacks and die than I have since the introduction of the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I have been censored off of YouTube multiple times for making these types of statements, but I will continue to make them because there is a huge portion of the population worldwide that is dealing with these side effects. For example, the Australian government has admitted there have been at least 79,000 COVID-19 vaccine side effects. But of course, you're not going to hear that. You'll hear it here on the show. But is CNN going to talk about this? Is MSNBC going to tell you about all of these adverse side effects? 
or show you the video that I'm about to play of the airline pilot that had his career ruined because of the vaccine? No, these stories continue to be smothered and they're being snuffed out because again, we are a society founded upon lies. Now, going back to what I was saying about the Australian government admitting these side effects, I want you to listen to this. This is from Seven News in Australia, this news report about the people who are experiencing these vaccine side effects and what they're going through. Listen to this. The benefits far outweigh the risks, but as the vaccine rollout now ramps up through the booster phase, there are a rare few who suffer serious side effects. Now the federal government is offering compensation for anyone who becomes seriously ill after having their COVID shot. It's been a long road to recovery for Maddie John. It's a really uncomfortable and um, quite a frightening experience. He felt like he was having a heart attack two days after getting the Pfizer vaccine. I just got this sharp pain that I've never experienced before in the centre of my chest. Diagnosed with severe pericarditis, he was off work for 10 weeks. You constantly worry, I suppose, that anxiety around, I suppose, we're talking about your heart. Maddie's not alone. It's estimated 79,000 people have suffered adverse reactions to vaccines. Now the government's offering compensation. Claims under $20,000 will need evidence from your doctor. Claims over $20,000 assessed by a team of legal experts. The highest figure reserved for only the most serious of cases. I think it could cost the government a lot of money. Daniel Opare works at Shine Lawyers. He's looked closely at the government's scheme. If you do suffer pericarditis, it, it can uh, result in you being out of pocket. Um, you know, you might have to see a cardiologist, you might need procedures. Um, so it is definitely appropriate that there is a vaccination scheme there to compensate those people. But like all schemes, there are limitations. To make a claim, you must spend at least one night in hospital. And that's a clause that makes Maddie John ineligible. He was admitted to hospital twice but never stayed the night. It is a little bit frustrating um, and out of pocket a fair bit, but in saying that too, um, it is what it is and um, that's life. The scheme. So there you guys go, a little bit of that news report. Because this gentleman who had pericarditis and was out of work for 10 weeks because he didn't spend the night in the hospital, he is not eligible for these compensations from the government. Again, just to reiterate, the Australian government saying over 79,000 people experiencing vaccine side effects. But let's just brush over that and pretend that that didn't happen. Let's focus in on monkeypox and how scary that is in climate change because the media and the government are trying to distract you from the gigantic death campaign that they forced people into for the past two years. We're still seeing the effects of this, and I will still continue to play these videos and share these testimonials because it is important. And for any of you saying if you were dumb enough to take the vaccine, then that's your consequence. I felt the same way for a little while, but I've been reading my Bible a lot, and the Bible does talk about truth and grace and how they go hand in hand and how truth by itself can be very brutal and blunt and harsh. And that's why we need to bring in grace as well. And we should have grace for a lot of these people who genuinely were afraid that they weren't going to be able to provide for their families. Who genuinely maybe were brainwashed by the propaganda. And they did think that the vaccine was going to help them. And now their lives are ruined forever. 
So I think for the people who are experiencing these side effects and are brave enough to come out and speak out about it, we should have a lot of grace for them. And we should help expose their stories and not be mad at the victims of this government crime, but hold the government itself accountable. Now, let's listen to another story. This is a uh, airline pilot talking about his side effects. Again, another story you're not going to hear from the mainstream. Listen to this one. My name is Bob Snow. I'm a captain. I've been a captain for a number of years. My total service with the company is over 31 years. On November 7th, I was mandated to receive a vaccine. Quite literally, I was told if I did not receive the vaccination, I would be fired. This was from our director of flight. So, under duress, I received the vaccine. Uh, now, just a few days ago, after landing in Dallas, six minutes after we landed, I passed out. Uh, I coded. I required three shocks. I need to be intubated. I'm now in the ICU in Dallas. This is what the vaccine has done for me. I will probably never fly again, uh, based upon the criteria that the FAA establishes for pilots. I was hoping to teach my daughter to fly. She wants to be a pilot. That will probably never happen. All courtesy of the vaccine. This is unacceptable, and I am one of the victims. You can see that this is the actual result of the vaccine for some of us. Mandatory, no questions asked, get the shot or you're fired. This is not the American way. So that is what this gigantic government experiment did to people and is doing to people every single day worldwide. And do you think our media is focused in on that? Do you think our media cares about talking to these people, elevating their stories, maybe helping them find justice as they were unwitting experiments for this governmental program, this governmental money-making scheme? Remember, eight new billionaires were created in 2020 in the vaccine industry, big pharma industry. And you think that those same people care about your health? No. That's why they pushed out an unresearched vaccination, because it was a big money-making scheme. And now these poor people are having to pay for it with their lives, basically. And this is what our media is focused in on. This is from Fortune. Think you have Omicron, but keep testing negative. An expert says to trust your gut. If you feel confident you have COVID, you probably have COVID. And this is what I want to explain to you guys, too, with this headline and why, as a society, the media and our politicians want us to continue to cater to this mentally ill, childlike mindset where if you hurt my feelings, that's against the rules. You can't do that because our media prospers off of fear porn. Our politicians make money off of propaganda and all of these corporations see you as a huge cash cow when you are living in fear when you're taking 10 COVID tests a day and they keep testing negative and you're not actually sick, but they're telling you, well, if you feel sick, maybe you are sick and maybe you should take all of these medications that are going to make you more sick because it's a big money-making operation for them. 
And like I said repeatedly, the government doesn't care about your health. The gov- neither does Big Pharma. All of these industries care about keeping you sick for longer so they can profit off of you for as long as possible. Per Alex Berenson, who lost his Twitter account because of COVID misinformation, but sued and got it back. He said the pilots union at a major U.S. airline internally reports a 300% rise in long-term disability claims this year among its members who are all nearly vaccinated. Who are nearly all vaccinated. Sorry, I misread that. If you work at a big employer or union and have access to similar data, email me. And why is it that it's independent reporters that are having to go and find these statistics out and find these numbers out? Why is it when there's an airline shortage and there's uh, chaos at the airports, a pilot shortage, that the media isn't questioning? I wonder if this is tied to anything else, maybe this statistic. No, the media doesn't ask those questions because the media is concerned with you taking four vaccines so you can continue to get COVID and then wonder if you're, you have Omicron every single day of your life. You know, you're living in fear and you're just eating up all of their headlines and articles every single day. And that's so mentally unhealthy. It really is. And it makes me so sad that we live in a society, a society that does cater to and tries to build up an entire culture of of propaganda and fear. We're focused in on all of these irrelevant issues that are only continuing to make us more sick. When, like I said, there are real things going on. Uh, Another big thing per Thomas Massey, at the beginning of COVID, hospitals, some pharma and insurance companies got a big favor from the federal government. The president invoked the PrEP Act, which means nobody can sue if they are negligently injured by EUA COVID vaccines, COVID treatments or COVID testing. We're in a period of medical malpractice, martial law, and it needs to end. Currently, and until PREP Act measures are revoked, state liability law is being canceled by the federal government in the name of COVID. And then he goes on to give an example. A woman in Kentucky was injured by a COVID nasal test swab at a hospital. The healthcare provider inserted the swab too far, pierced her sinus cavity, and went into the lining surrounding her brain, caused a cerebrospinal fluid leak, and the case was dismissed due to the PrEP Act. And just like the two videos that we just played as well, all of those other people who were injured by the COVID vaccine, do you think that they can sue the manufacturers? No. Think that the government is going to be held accountable? No. And going back to what I was originally saying about strong men and strong leaders in society, if we fostered a culture of strong people who could think for themselves, we wouldn't be seeing all of these issues and all of these problems. And lies wouldn't be allowed to so easily flourish. One of the most blatant lies that we're seeing right now is the Biden administration pretending that we're not in a recession. They're pretending so hard, and of course, they're backed up by the corporate media and big tech who are spreading this propaganda via relabeling what a recession is. Remember that our press secretary got up in front of the entire country and said, no, we don't really define a recession as that, and the typical and historical definition of recession doesn't really pertain to to us. Well, Wikipedia also 
changed the definition of recession to favor the Biden administration and then locked the page. Mike Cernovich tweets this out. Per Wikipedia, recession now means a business cycle contraction where there is a general decline in economic activity. Recessions generally occur when there is a widespread drop in spending. This may be triggered by various events such as a financial crisis, an external trade shock, an adverse supply shock, or the bursting of an economic bubble or a large scale, and it goes on and on. And again, before the Biden administration came out and said, that a recession didn't mean two consecutive ter- uh, quarters of economic decline. That's what the definition had meant. But now we're seeing the restructuring of the language because enough people didn't push back when this was first rolled out. And I do think that the pronouns and, uh, you know, the progress, the, the progressivism, the, the loving inclusivity was one of the major starts of that. Once we started adhering to people's pronouns, changing basic grammar to adhere to they, them pronouns, I feel like that was kind of the test case for leftists to see how easily they could manipulate language. And now everything is subjective. Well, are we really in a recession? It kind of depends on your viewpoint on recession, right? Because, I mean, if you're a middle-class American, maybe it feels like you're in a recession. But for us in the Biden administration, we're making lots of money and it doesn't really affect us. So we're really not saying it. So it's really subjective. You know, it's really kind of what whatever you want it to be. So we, we, we're, we were not really saying that it's a recession. It's what's currently going on in the White House right now. The manipulation of our language has gotten so bad that it's not even the definition of recession that's been changed. The definition of definition is now changed. Again, on Wikipedia, which you might say, oh, Wikipedia isn't a valid source. Uh, Nobody cares about Wikipedia. Actually, a lot of people do read Wikipedia. And similar to social media, if you will, a lot of people learn and um, base most likely a big portion of their political ideology or just mindset on the world based off of what they're reading on these types of sites. So the definition of definition has now been changed because again, when you are a society that is founded on lies, nothing has to have a foundation. Nothing has to have a basis in truth. Everything is fluid and subjective. So the definition of definition now means a fluid statement of the meaning of a term, a word, phrase, or other set of symbols. Definitions cannot be easily set into categories as meanings evolve to meet the needs of societal change. So now that the definition of definition has been changed into this fluid-like mentality of Well, a word could mean one thing for decades, but then like it's just subjective. And if we want it to mean something else another day, then it does. Similar to the recession, right? So the Biden administration saying, oh, it doesn't really sound like a recession to us. This was last week. It was big news. Uh, People, of course, Fox News specifically asking Karine Jean-Pierre, are we in a recession? Her, of course, denying it. Joe Biden asked himself, this was his response. uh, And I want you... To, to listen to this video, it's Joe Biden's response as to whether or not America is in a recession. 
And then him immediately running away from reporters because he's a coward and he's not a real leader. And then real Americans who are dealing with the very real recession and how it's affecting them. Let's listen to the reality of Biden's administration because they can try to subvert reality and pretend that this isn't happening or invert reality as much as they want. But Americans are feeling the intense repercussion of having a dementia patient in office, of having the dumbest of the dumb, the creme de la creme of idiots running our country. And of course, two people would say, oh, it's all by design. It's the controlled demolition of America. I'm fully aware of that. But I mean, it just bothers me that we've even gotten to a place where we've allowed this to happen. So the Biden administration can define recession however they want to, but this is the reality of what Americans are experiencing right now. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Every day, I wonder what, what's going to happen next. Am I going to be able to make it? I'm living paycheck to paycheck. So many families are struggling around us and ourselves included. Um, I can't even imagine where we would be in a year. No, we don't go out as much. We don't, uh, we try to conserve as much as we can. I'm exhausted because I have to work myself to the bone just to give them their basic necessities. Thank you very much. And then Joe Biden walks off to the scream of reporters who just want a legitimate answer from this president. But everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. Everything that come, comes out of the mouth of the press secretary is a lie. We're actually going to be getting into some videos regarding the border, where she just blatantly lies about what is currently going on with Biden's border policy. Uh, spoiler alert, the border has gotten so bad that Biden is actually filling in gaps in the wall. Yeah, they're building the wall because it's gotten so horrific over there. But before we get off the topic of recession, uh, this was an article from the Wall Street Journal just today. Dollar store dinners and vats of shampoo help families cope with inflation. With energy and grocery prices rising, many are cutting their spending on essentials. Uh, more Americans are embracing frugality as they face rising prices at every turn, with energy costs up 41.6% and groceries 12.2% more expensive than they were last year. According to June's Consumer Price Index, many families say they're skipping vacations and restaurant meals is no longer enough, and they're now finding ways to cut costs of essentials as inflation remains high. And this article goes on to talk about how families are not having to shop at Dollar General to get groceries and to make ends meet. Remember that uh, food banks are experiencing extremely long lines to the point where they're running out of food because of the cost of living under Joe Biden, because of the bad policy that has been pushed forth, because of the controlled demolition of America. And of course, how does the media frame this? CNN's Brian Stelter asked the uh, former Enron advisor, Paul Krugman, can we dispense with or the recession debate, are we in a recession and does it matter? And of course, his immediate response is, no, we aren't and no, it doesn't. And that's it. That's what the media wants you to believe. The media understands that the vast majority of people, because we, again, lack strong leadership and the ability to coherently think by ourselves, they know that if they, if they tell you on the TV, no, we're not in a recession, then automatically we're not in a recession. But as you can hear, from the everyday American, and as you can read via all of these articles coming out, the life of everyday Americans is being severely impacted. 
And we need to hold this administration accountable. We need to hold these corrupt media entities accountable. And we need to be strong leaders in our own communities and start waking up the other people around us. Sometimes things seem horrible, but then I remember that Biden's administration is actually one of the best things that could have happened to America because Americans have been so coddled. We have had such comfortable lives. That's why so many of us willingly give up our rights and freedoms. That's why we have literal communists and socialists rampaging around our country, screaming to take away our gun rights, screaming that words are violence. And begging the government to take away their rights and freedoms because they have lived such coddled and easy lives that they truly have never faced adversity and they've never had to fight for anything. So that's their fight. Things are going to get tough and people are going to wake up to the reality of what a socialist country looks like. This is kind of like softcore socialism right now and it's not very fun. People are not enjoying it. And instead of the media, again, focusing in on the fact that people are having to line up at food banks because they can't even afford food, um, Reuters, for example, is instead fact-checking a meme video of Joe Biden. Now, apparently, Joe Biden was giving a speech, and Joe Biden just wanders off into the distance, and somebody put uh, ice cream truck music over it to make it seem like he was being guided away by an ice cream truck. Reuters wrote a headline and this was headlined on Twitter. Okay. I don't want you guys to think that I just found this article and I'm, I'm, you know, bringing it up and bringing light to it for no reason. No, this was something that was headlined on Twitter. Fact check. No, Joe Biden didn't get distracted by an ice cream truck while Joe Biden was speaking. That's our media. It's such a joke, but the majority of people still listen to this. Now, getting back to, again, a lot of the issues and where these issues, especially when it comes to emotional stability and mental health in our society, a lot of where this stems from is our dependence on big pharma, is the lack of strong men in society, the lack of leadership, the lack of a foundation, the lack of traditional values and norms. The lack of structure in society. Our society has no structure. If you look at America right now, it can be equated to a child that is being raised without discipline, right? A child without discipline, a child without a schedule is going to run rampant. They're going to be feral. They're going to do whatever they want. They're, they're not going to know what's going on. They need guidance. Similarly, America needs guidance, but we don't have any, which is why you have all of these people in society today running rampant on big pharma medications that are verifiably harming them, not understanding what to do, living in a state of constant fear and begging the media to give them the guidance they so desperately crave, when in reality, if we brought back our traditional values in society, we brought back the family, we brought back gender roles, and we told women, this is what is going to help you feel fulfilled in life. And this is what you should be guided towards and be focusing in on men. This is what you should be focused in on. Let's all build a better society for each other because nobody in the modern day has guidance and it's so sorely lacking. We have created an entire generation of mentally ill children who 
again, are pushing socialism and communism in our country and begging to have their rights and freedoms given up. Now, I've thought about this long and hard, and I, I, I was asking myself, why do people give in to addictions? Why do they binge watch TV? Why do they binge eat food, drink uh, alcohol to the point of getting so drunk and passing out or, uh, you know, divulge all of their time, money, energy, and resources in drugs? Like, why, why do people depend on these things? And I truly think that it's because people have too much time in the day and they don't know what to do with it and they're bored. So instead of trying to better themselves, instead of trying to maybe read a book or do something challenging and challenge themselves, they instead give into these vices that only send them into this dark spiral because they're void of guidance in their life and they don't even know what they should be doing with their lives and they don't even know how to properly take care of their own bodies and mental health. And again, I keep bringing up mental health, but we do have a very big mental health problem in society because instead of helping people and guiding them and teaching them that life is hard and you should challenge yourself every single day, do something that's uncomfortable, get out of your comfort zone every single day. We've created a society where it's all about safe spaces and validation and being inclusive and loving. No, we have spoiled everybody in this country so much that we've rotted our, our foundation and that's why we are where we are off-topic tangent there, actually right on topic, because I do have this headline from the New York Post, and this leads perfectly into it. I ended up staying depressed for a decade longer than I needed to. Prozac users shocked by new study. Another new study has just come out regarding, um, you know, mental illness. Remember that study came out a couple weeks ago about how depression is not actually linked to chemical imbalances in the brain. And what did the mainstream media do? Instead of saying, oh, this is a great thing. Let's actually heal depression with lifestyle, with eating, with exercise, with more natural um remedies. Instead, it was like, no, you need big pharma medications. You're depressed. Take the medication and you have a chemical imbalance. And you need us to fix you. So this new study came out and it says, it's a hard pill to swallow. The Prozac generation is responding to a controversial new study from the University College of London that debates the, effic uh, the efficiency of antidepressants, suggesting there's no evidence that depression is caused by a chemical imbalance and negating the decades-old notion that a serotonin deficiency is the reason for the mental health disorder gripping an estimated 21 million Americans. Okay, sorry guys, this is actually that same study. It's always difficult to prove a negative, but I think we can safely say that after a vast amount of research conducted over several decades, there's no convincing evidence that depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities, particular, particularly by lower levels or reduced activity of serotonin. The study's lead author, a professor of psychiatry at UCL, said in a statement. The study draws into question the efficacy of antidepressants, which millions of Americans have come to rely on. Many people take antidepressants because they have been led to believe that depression has a biochemical cause, but this new research suggests this belief is not grounded in evidence. And again, I just want to go back and say, um, reiterate in this article, it says an estimated 21 million Americans are suffering from mental health disorders that they're trying to, again, band-aid over with these big pharma medications. And that is why our society is where it is today. Because when you have a people who lack adversity and mental toughness and control over their own emotions and their own thought process, you, you create an unstable society that is dependent on big pharma medication. And again, dependent on these politicians and the media to lead them and think for them because they can't think for themselves because they're so mentally clouded by all of the medications that they're poisoning themselves with. 
But in the modern day, if you come out and you say all of that, you're going to be demonized. And why is that? Because the government does not want us to be truly healthy, truly prosperous. They don't want us to reach our peak performance because a subservient population, a weak population, a dumbed down population is much easier to control. Now, what are some of the other chemicals that are being pushed on not only our population, but specifically our children that we need to call out? Per the Daily Caller, not safe. England to shut down only gender clinic for minors as Biden here in America pushes child sex changes. England is shutting down its only youth transgender clinic over concerns about doctors rushing children through sex changes without thorough consideration of mental health, according to The Telegraph. The Biden administration still openly promoting sex change procedures for children, which Biden officials have characterized as life-saving and medically necessary. Biden has been critical of state laws restricting childhood sex change procedures. And it goes on to say that this move comes after a years-long investigation into claims that doctors were fast-tracking children into biomedical interventions to affirm their transgender identities without considering mental health issues or other factors, according to The Telegraph. Meanwhile, the Biden administration, again, continues to promote these sex changes. And if you want to talk about mental health issues or other factors, I truly believe that the majority of these young adults, these young teenagers that are dealing with mental health issues, it's not really a mental health issue. They're dealing with growing up and feeling awkward and trying to figure out who they are. Every single person in the world has gone through this phase of life. But instead of allowing children to naturally grow up and instead of children having a strong two-parent household and foundation to help and guide them through these uh, you know, weird thoughts that they may be having or, you know, guiding them in how to have a normal and healthy lifestyle. We now have doctors that are encouraging these children to chop off their body parts because they feel a little bit different. That's genuinely what, at the core of it, these life-saving medical transitions are. They're not life-saving at all. And it's disgusting that our administration is pushing it and labeling these as such especially when we have studies like this one or warnings like this one from the FDA, puberty blockers may cause brain swelling and vision loss in children. Earlier this month, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration added a warning to GNRNH, commonly known as puberty blockers, indicating there were serious risks for youth who take them. So this warning seems to conflict with the U.S. Assistant Secretary of Health, Rachel Levine's claim that there is no argument among medical professionals that youth access to gender affirming care, such as puberty blockers, is valuable and important. And keep in mind that our health secretary is a biological man pretending to be a woman. And as a society, for some reason, we've all accepted this, not only accepted it, but we've applauded it and told people that if you do not call out this basic truth, that that is a man parading around as a woman and that's not normal normal and it's not okay and that is not the sign of a healthy individual, you are the one that is demonized and silenced. And we do need to look to the right wing, uh, yeah, the right wing and hold them accountable as well for why we have gotten to where we are at today. For example, Blaze TV put this headline out, 25-year-old transgender cheerleader kicked out of cheer camp after allegedly choking female teammate for saying she is a man with a penis. Steve Dace, who works for Blaze TV, says, why are we using preferred pronouns in headlines, Blaze? And he's calling out his own company because for some reason, the Blaze is writing headlines about a biological male choking out a biological woman at a cheerleading competition because this teammate said that he was a man with a penis, which he is. 
So even in the right wing today, we've become so weak and we've capitulated so much. And that's why, too, on Chrissy Mayer's show, I did call out Tim Pool because I have been on his show. And he honestly is one of the biggest <laughs> proponents of this, where he'll say, oh, we need to stand up for our, our ideals. People need to be willing to lose their job and lose their livelihoods to stand up for the truth. But then he adheres to YouTube guidelines, which are consistently changing. And he doesn't preach about specific topics until it's approved by the mainstream. I'm going to be very honest with you on that. And there's a lot of people in the right wing and in this space that are similar to that. And no, I'm not trying to start beef with Tim Pool. He has been very effective in what he does. But do not be a hypocrite and sit here and tell other people to give up their livelihoods when you're not willing to do the same thing. You guys see that everything that I preach on my show, I live by. I've dealt with the censorship. I've had my career ruined. I've lost money over this. I've almost lost this entire YouTube channel. But guess what? The truth is more important. And it is not until every single person in the right wing adopts this type of mentality of we will die on this hill. We are not going to capitulate to these nonsense pronouns. We are not going to adhere to this fake science or this fluid definition of definition. No, we're not going to do that until the right wing stops caring about the left wing and their approved narrative until, and Matt Walsh tweeted this out and I was like, brilliant. I'm glad we've gotten to this point of the new right where people are saying this. I don't allow the media to dictate what I can and cannot speak about because there was a big problem in the right wing for a long time where people knew stories were going on, but until it was reported by mainstream, then they talked about it, aka the uh, US funded biolabs in Ukraine. I reported on that two weeks before it became media approved news. I got censored here on YouTube for it. And then two weeks later, everyone was coming out and speaking about it because it was approved then similarly to the CDC and all of the fake vaccination propaganda they pushed on us so in your everyday lives too do not be afraid to tell the truth do not be afraid to sacrifice for the truth because that's what we're going to have to do and that's how we take back this country and if we do not do that we will continue to see bs nonsense like this apparently on hulu you now get warnings that say, content warning, this film contains flashing lights, themes of trauma, and an unlikable female protagonist. Viewer discretion is advised. We live in a society today that is so coddled that you can't even watch a damn Hulu show without getting a, a content warning about a mean female protagonist. And the person who tweeted this out said, would I get a warning if there was an unlikable male protagonist? No. Why? Because there is a very big attack on men in society today as well, which is why I myself even use my platform to say we need strong men to come take back our country. We need strong leaders to come and take back our country. One of those strong leaders being Bryson Gray. I love his version on why he would he will not use people's preferred pronouns. Listen to Bryson and Take notes, everybody, as to why you should never use people's preferred pronouns. Bryson, is this too much? It's not just too much. It's laughable. I'm just going to be honest with you. And this is my problem with people using, overusing the word respect or disrespect. If you had he, he, him as your pronouns, I'm not calling you he, him. Because at this point, you're, re you're requiring me or asking me to lie. The root word of gender is genus, which means birth. I'm not going outside of the English language to appease you. If you're an adult... 
If you are an adult human being and you can't handle somebody not calling you by your preferred pronoun, especially if it's something as silly as they, you're not multiple people, unless you have demons inside of you, you're one human being. So most people, all people, all normal people are going to walk up to you and say she if you're a woman or he if you're a male. Um, so if you are upset that somebody is not respecting your pronouns, you're an adult, seek help. That's what we need. We have a mental health issue in this country. And that's what this entire subject is about, honestly. So I absolutely love this video by Bryson Gray. He hit the nail on the head. And because we cave into the pronouns and the nonsense, we're now living in a society today where we're watching the desecration of our churches. For my podcast listeners, what I'm playing on screen is a video of a drag queen parading around a church filled with middle schoolers with his ass cheeks out in front of all of these children in the name of inclusivity and progressivism. The modern day church is being desecrated. And again, that all started with the introduction of preferred pronouns, which is absolutely ridiculous. And again, just another way to capitulate to people's mental illness. We should have drawn the line in the sand there and said, no, we're not going to change the entire modern day language because of your mental illness and your feelings. We're not going to do that. And more people need to start standing up and doing this or else we're going to end up like the UK. For example, um, these these two men or this man was arrested because he posted and this is something that i'd seen on quite a few shows here when it first came out the new lgbtq flag if you rearrange it in a certain way it looks like a swastika so apparently this gentleman in the uk posted this and five police officers showed up to the, his door Listen to why that was. What, 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 did, what, did, what did it need to come to? Tell, tell us why you it to this level. Because I don't understand. I posted something that he posted. You come to arrest me, you don't arrest him. Why has it come to this? Why am I in cuffs? Because of something he shared, then I shared. Because someone has been caused, obviously, anxiety based upon your social media post. That's not why you've been arrested. Darren, I've got the law. So there you guys go. In the UK, you can now have the police show up to your door if something that you post causes somebody else anxiety. And we are on a fast track for that here in the US. Um, here's a great example of that. Monkeypox has been in the news. Now, David Mack is a gay individual who writes for BuzzFeed News. And just to highlight for you guys how ridiculous our society has gotten with the coddling of people's feelings and emotions he wrote this article men who have sex with men should reduce their partners for now to avoid monkeypox the world health organization says so this is a gay man that's writing this article and again just to highlight for you guys how ridiculous we've gotten as a society he said just read the comments on the story i wrote and whew, absolutely wild to be accused as a gay reporter of being anti-gay for reporting on practical health advice for a virus that is currently affecting uh, msm in 98 percent of known cases, including half of a dozen of my own friends. Read the story, yes, anyone can get it, but reality and the overwhelming data tells us gay men are unwittingly spreading this in our community. Today, health agency tried to give practical advice to stop our suffering and hold further spread. What the hell is wrong with you people? Top five comments on this story from Instagram are from women telling me to do better and to stop perpetuating the narrative. Um, and this 
misinformation or this stigma. So again, too, going back to the first video I played about Gavin McGinnis talking about how women are more emotional, 1000%. Women are very emotional and you see it every single day with the white liberal women that are trying to control the narrative and control people like this gay BuzzFeed writer who's genuinely trying to just talk about practical health in the modern day and who monkeypox is actually affecting you have all these ridiculous emotional women going and posting that he's spreading misinformation and a stigma and it's super mean and blah, blah, blah. So again, I just wanted to give you the most leftist example that I could. Like, even if you're a gay man writing for effing BuzzFeed, you are not above re approach, uh, reproach, basically. Sorry, I'm just going off on a tangent here because that's how insane we've gotten as a society. And that is what happens when you allow these emotionally unstable people to rule our society. So yes, these emotional women need to be put in their place. Yes, men need to stop being weak and pathetic, specifically in the right wing and start standing up and start drawing hard lines in the stand and taking back our country. Now, another issue that's really hilarious to me is that of our border. Another issue we've been lied to about the DHS saying that, oh, the issue at the border really isn't that bad. The borders are kind of closed. Just like with every other issue in society in the modern day, they're just going to bold face lie to us. Are we in a recession? No. Is monkeypox affecting the majority of gay men and people having orgies? No, we're not going to say that. We're just going to bold face lie to you. Well, the border right now is getting so bad that the Biden administration can't lie their way out of this. They can't lie their way out of this one. And it's so funny to me, too, because, of course, these issues become a problem when they start affecting Democrat cities. Democrats are so open borders. They welcome refugees. It's inhumane to turn people away. It's a human rights violation. Allow them to openly come into America. These same Democrats... Now that these illegal immigrants are being bused to their cities, now they're declaring a crisis. They're begging the federal government to help. We saw Mayor Eric Adams of New York doing this. And now Muriel Bowser, the mayor of Washington, D.C., is following suit. She is requesting that the D.C. National Guard be activated indefinitely to help migrant buses arriving in D.C., calling it a humanitarian crisis that has reached a tipping point with 4,000 migrants so far, requesting D.C. Armory to be used as a processing center. So hilarious to me that, again, the Democratic Party is the party of open borders until they have to deal with the repercussions of open borders and illegal immigration. Now, this article from the Washington Examiner goes on to uh, talk about her, her comments regarding this situation. And it's absolutely hilarious to me because she's complaining about 4,800 migrants that are apparently being bused from the Texas border nearly 2,000 miles to Washington. She's crying about 4,800 migrants. When we have tens of thousands of illegal immigrants coming across our border here in Arizona, California, New Mexico, Texas, every single month, she's complaining about 4,800 of them. So Bowser has decried this move, claiming immigrants are being tricked into traveling farther away from their intended destinations. So she's basically trying to say, oh, well, the reason why they're coming over to Washington, D.C. and the reason why this is such a big issue is because they're being tricked into coming to D.C. and that's not where they should be. No, they need to stay in the border states where they illegally crossed over. 
A spokeswoman for Governor Greg Abbott drew a connection between Washington's latest move and how 10,000 of Texas's own National Guard and state troopers have been deployed to assist with border security for the past year. Washington, D.C. finally understands what Texans have been dealing with every single day as our communities are overrun and overwhelmed by thousands of illegal immigrants in the statement to the Washington Examiner. If the mayor wants a solution to this crisis, she should call on President Biden to take immediate action to secure the border, something he has failed to do. The situation in Washington does not compare to the true ongoing humanitarian crisis on the southern border. Because immigration is a federal issue, Bowser argued that the federal government must provide immediate federal assistance. As a result, the mayor requested that the Office of the Secretary of Defense initiate a joint reception staging onward movement, an integration mission that would provide 150 personnel to the district to transport migrants to a temporary processing center in D.C. So illegal immigrants making their way to New York and Washington, D.C., and the uh, Democrat mayor is not liking that at all. No, no, no. So the Biden administration saying, "Okay, well, I guess we're going to fill in the border walls for what they say are safety concerns. This is from Market Watch. The Biden administration on Thursday authorized the completion of the Trump funded U.S.-Mexico border wall and an open area of southern Arizona near Yuma that has become one of the busiest corridors for illegal crossings. Biden had pledged during his campaign to cease all future wall construction, but the administration later agreed to some barriers, citing safety. The Department of Homeland Security said Thursday the work to close four wide gaps in the wall near Yuma will better protect migrants who can slip down a slope or drown walking through a low section of the Colorado River. So those are the safety concerns that they're citing, that the migrants might get hurt. Not that we have... um, Hundreds of thousands of fentanyl pills coming across the southern border. Also remember, too, that back in 2020, that three and five year old little girl were thrown across the border. I've talked to National Guard. I've talked to Border Patrol. They told me they've had to rescue uh, children as young as seven months as they've been wrapped in barbed wire, abandoned by their parents, abandoned by the cartels. This is what's being allowed to prosper. But that's not the safety concern that this administration, that the DHS is worried about at all. From Bill Malusian, CBP agents at the Nogales port of Arizona made four major fentanyl busts in a one-week span. This all happened in July, the course of one week. 320,000 fentanyl pills on 723, 150,000 fentanyl pills on 723, 28,000 fentanyl pills on 728, and 210,000 fentanyl pills on 730, all hidden in different ways by smugglers. So, The Biden administration, even though we've seen a record number of people die from fentanyl and opioid overdoses in 2021, that's not the safety concerns that the Biden administration is citing because, again, they put literally every other country and every other citizen of every country above Americans. Now, of course, the press secretary was asked about Joe Biden building the border wall and This was her response, just blatant lies. Listen. Why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So um, we are not uh, we're not finishing the wall. Uh, We are cleaning up the mess the prior administration uh, left behind in their in their failed attempt. Uh, to build a wall. And I just want to be very, very clear here on day one. uh, We return the money. 
So she's going to go on and talk about how they return this money to uh, military members, but it's just complete BS coming from press secretary here because what they are doing is building the wall. That's called border security, but she refuses to admit just this basic truth. Uh, we also had another reporter asking what the difference between the federal government flying illegal immigrants to New York in the middle of the night is compared to Texas or Arizona busing illegal, illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. This was her response. Just off topic a little bit, what's the difference between Texas busing migrants to D.C. and the federal government flying migrants to, say, New York in the middle of the night in other cities? It's very different because we're not doing it as a as using migrants as a political pawn. We're not using migrants as a, a political pawn. Actually, you are every single day and you used illegal immigrants as a political pawn for the entirety of Trump's administration. Remember the kids in cages, BS stories that came out and they used these people as political pawns to trash Donald Trump. Keep in mind that those pictures that they used were from the ba Obama administration. And they still are using these people as political pawns every single day. They're using them to usher in votes and bring in votes for the Democratic Party. And I've talked about this multiple times on my show of how they go about doing that. They use the open border as a way to flood red states. It's what's happening every single day. Crime rates are surging. The American people are being put last. Nobody wants open borders, but the Democrats are 1000% using these illegal immigrants as a political ploy every single day. But they'll never admit to that. Now, again, just to highlight why the border security is a little bit more of an issue now when the Democrats otherwise wouldn't have cared about it if it hadn't made its way to New York or D.C., ICE finds 73 migrants living in smugglers' stash houses in Northwest D.C., internal documents reveal. Northwest Washington Quadrant includes some of the city's most affluent neighborhoods, and the medium home price is $750,000, according to Redfin data. So ICE found 73 illegals living in this very nice house in this very affluent neighborhood in Washington, D.C., and now it's an issue. Now that the D.C. elites have illegals living in their neighborhood, now it's an issue. Now that the D.C. elites, now that the people in New York are seeing the illegal immigration issue, now it's a problem. Yes, this happens every single day in Texas and Arizona. We've been overwhelmed for months, almost a year at this point. It hasn't been an issue, but now that they're seeing it, now it's like, oh, we need to declare this a, a humanitarian crisis and an emergency and the federal government needs to give us more money. Now, I want to highlight an absolutely hilarious article written by the LA Times. It says, Mexico City is being flooded by Americans, including legions of remote workers drawn by cheaper rents. They're transforming classic neighborhoods, the housing market, and even racial dynamics. More and more locals are asking them to please go home. Now, my favorite part of this article and the phrasing of this is that if we reversed that and said that the illegal immigrants that are coming across our border every single day are transforming our classic neighborhoods, are transforming our housing markets and racial dynamics, then we would be seen as the problem. So in Mexico City, when it's the Mexican locals that are being affected by Americans moving to their city, oh, it's headline news in the LA Times, it's gentrification, it's this and that, it's uh, American tourists and remote workers gentrifying Mexico City. But when you reverse that and you have all of these illegals fundamentally and changing the demographics of our cities here in America, 
our crime rate surging, the drug trafficking and the human trafficking and human smuggling surging, the border cities and communities all across America feeling the impact. When you highlight that and if you reversed that, it would become, oh, you're a racist and you're a bigot and why don't you care about these people's lives? So that's the LA Times for you. Absolutely hilarious to me that they're writing an article about Americans gentrifying Mexico City, but it's okay for Mexico to send all of their freaking people over here. It's just so hypocritical and hysterical to me. Now, I want to end the show with a tweet from Zuby because I think that he perfectly labeled and pinpointed what the government wants for us why they have attacked masculinity, why they have attacked femininity, and why why they have tried to destroy the foundations of this country, why they've tried to destroy the traditional family. Again, in the middle of the show, I talked about how we are essentially like a child lacking discipline and guidance. That's what America is under this current administration. And that's why things are going awry and people are just having a horrific time. And if we get down to the core of it, this is what the government wants for us. Zuby points out, they want you to be godless, sexless, genderless, childless, depressed, anxious, afraid, fat, drug addicted, lonely, physically weak, mentally weak, in debt, isolated, living in pods, eating bugs, and dependent on the state for everything. I forgot to bring the video in, but in Saudi Arabia right now, they're essentially creating this gigantic pod skyscraper where they can stuff thousands of people in as small of a building as possible. Because that is the future that these people want for us. They want us all subservient, living the same mundane lives. They don't want us to reach our full potential. If our government wanted us to reach our full potential, they would be promoting products that are good for our health. And when I talk about mental health and mental stability, what I mean by that is stopping the big pharma medications, the push of these big pharma medications on our population When I talk about mental health, what I mean is teaching people to be mentally strong, to have thick skin, to understand how to take an insult and to face adversity because that's what people need in life, to prosper. They need challenge. They need adversity to overcome so they can reach their full potential. But because we have such a laxed and complacent, lazy society that is addicted to TikTok, that is addicted to reading the media and letting them think for them, that is addicted to gratification, instant gratification on social media via likes. Because we have created an entire society that prospers and that uplifts degeneracy and inclusivity for all, specifically things that should not be included in our society, that is why we've degraded. And it is not until strong men and women stand up for the traditional ideals that our country was founded upon that we will get back to normalcy again, that we will get back to real mental health. And when I say mental health, I mean people who aren't so emotionally unstable to where the government 
can dictate their lives with fear porn over a virus with a 99% survival rate for two years. So what I would love to leave everybody with on this episode is the challenge to go out and push yourself. Go do something that's challenging for you. Whether that's going to the gym, whether that's eating healthy for the day, whether that's going and sharing a piece of news with a family member that you know they may not like, but is the truth and that they should be hearing, go out and challenge your fellow man. Because until we start uplifting each other in society, we're never going to get anywhere. And when I say uplifting, I even mean, yes, members of the left wing who have been so indoctrinated and coddled in society, uplift them by telling them a hard truth, uplift them by not capitulating to their mental illness and adhering to their preferred pronouns. Boldface, tell them, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that because you need to live in reality. And that's not reality. You're not a woman. You're a man. And I'm not going to capitulate to your mental illness. That's the most loving thing that you can do for these people. And again, I've been reading my Bible and uh, was reading about truth and grace and how they do go hand in hand. And without grace, truth is so harsh and blunt and abrasive. It really is. And that's how I've been for a long time. But we do need to have grace with these left-wing people who have been lied to all of their lives and who have been brainwashed as we're telling them the truth. We need to be gracious to them and help these people and uplift them by telling them these hard truths, but from a loving standpoint. And with that, I'm wrapping up the show for the day. Thank you again for tuning in. If you do like my show, please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and I do truly appreciate them. Please like and share this episode on YouTube. And more importantly, go follow me on Rumble where I won't get censored. Please remember as well to follow me on Truth Social at Sav Says. The link is down below. You can follow my live on the ground reporting as I am at whatever destination that I'm at. Go follow me over there. I'm permanently banned on Twitter. So that's where I'm putting my majority of my reporting. So please go support me via these different avenues. But most importantly, the best way you can support me is just by spreading the truth to your own neighbor, to your own friends, to your own family. My name is Savannah Hernandez. This has been another episode of Rapid Fire. Thank you so much for tuning in.